0: Welcome to the Bootstrappers podcast where we help entrepreneurs scale their business with remote teams. I'm your host, Gwen Aspen, here with my co-host and spouse, Jeremy Aspen, and together we've helped hundreds of companies grow their business through remote professionals. If you wanna achieve those big, hairy, audacious goals for your business, this is the podcast for you. On today's episode, are you the leader of your company or the company therapist? We're gonna level up your business with three questions you need to ask yourself today. Okay. So the question is, are you a therapist or the leader of your company? And the reason that we are having this discussion is that the summer, uh, Jeremy knows, I barely took any time off. I was really heavily working in the business instead of on the business. And then after the summer was over, I really did some reflection on some ways that I made some of the mistakes I had made in the previous year that led to this working in the business instead of on the business. And one of the problems was the previous year, I was literally spending all my time as a CEO, co-regulating people's feelings.
1: To the point (laughs) that we actually hired a therapist to sit with our staff, which is, I think it was very good, but-
0: Because I I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, you
1: were, yeah. So I
0: hired, uh, yeah, we hired Nikki Winkler, who also has a podcast uh, called Lift Your Life, I think. Uh, It'll be in the show notes. But we hired her to work with the staff on getting along, and she did some coaching for everybody. And um, because I couldn't do it anymore, I wasn't getting my stuff done. I was everybody's therapist, and mm. what ended up happening is a few of the people on the leadership team ended up moving on to other roles or other places um, because I, I don't want—I didn't want to do that anymore. And so, what it led to. So, the ma- the main reason for that story is it led me to ask three different questions. One question is. Um, I know I'm always gonna have problems because I run a business with Jeremy. We, We run a business. So we're always gonna have problems, but are these the problems that I want to have? And when I, I I remember looking at one of the people reporting to me and she was in my office at our one-on-one crying again and I just looked at her and I was like, I don't wanna do this anymore. (laughs) I, I do not wanna do this anymore. I wanna work on, I wanna solve my client's problems. I wanna be an amazing employer in an emerging market. Like I'm always gonna have problems with this This right now is not the problem I wanna have.
1: And it wasn't that you were not empathetic. Like you really did care, but at a certain point it just became an anchor on your neck. You're just like, well, okay, I can't make all of these emotional things that you're going through better at this company. Well,
0: and I wanna do other things. But I also heard the same thing from, I went to the systems conference in Las Vegas a few weeks ago, and I was talking to, um, a client of ours at, at Anaquim. and she was talking about her family business, and she had the same epiphany because she was working with her brother-in-law, and it just wasn't working. I think a lot of small, medium-sized businesses have this happen. The business grows to a point where it maybe grows past the people. There's a family business, or there it's like your high school best friend that works with you, and at a certain point, it becomes so dramatic, and so many so many problems with the whole dynamic of the people working in the business that the business loses traction. Mm. And uh, at a certain point, if you want your business to continue to move forward, you can't be always working on interpersonal conflict and managing people's emotions. You have to actually get things done.
1: And I don't know if this would be a popular thought, but it seems to me that uh, you know emotions are ubiquitous. We all have them. But the difference between a sophisticated company and an unsophisticated company is, or at least I would say unsophisticated companies tend to run on emotion first and foremost. The more sophisticated companies have kind of set that off to the side. I mean, I think it's part yeah. of the development yeah. process. I do I too.
0: Mean. And that's kind of what we're talking about here is how do you get more sophisticated? So so anyway, those people are no longer in the leadership team. And then we had to retool because we were, to your point, um, along with co-regulating everyone's feelings the way the business worked a lot was hey how's how's the sales department going how's the finance department going it was conversations instead of metrics Uh, so once we were able to get past the co-regulating everybody's feelings we were able to focus on creating great reports and this is you jeremy jeremy has created some amazing reports where we really know where the business is based on metrics and reports and so that brings me to the next question so the first question is i know i'm always going to have problems about what problems do i want and then the second question question i ask myself is how do i want my day set up so that i'm not in the business i'm working on the business i'm not putting out fires i'm not dealing with people's feelings but i'm actually moving the business forward based on metrics and when is the best time for me to do that so so for me and i think you agree like we just stopped this quarter we're not going to have any meetings in the morning that yeah, are,
1: i'm not yeah it, mornings are so productive
0: they're so productive for the deep work for me And for me too.
1: But yeah, and for you too.
0: So we're going to move all of our meetings to the afternoon so we can do deep work in the morning. And my morning starts at 5 o'clock, 5.15 in the morning, where I'm just starting to focus on what needs to get done. And then I'm using the reports to manage my behavior. So for instance, if something's out of scope, then I'm going to the manager of the department that has that KPI or that metric out of scope. And I'm saying, you know, maybe maybe it's a weird month. Like for instance, maybe there were some sales metrics out of scope um, and not the actual sales, but some of the leading indicators. And like for us, it would be how many days a position because we uh, help people with, uh, fill positions and we want those positions filled within a specific amount of time. And it like inched out of, the reasonable or well our window of acceptability now it could be that people are just at uh, conventions because property management is in convention season and I'm willing to accept that but we also have to ask were the candidates not up to snuff you know were we not um, getting things done fast enough in our sales cycle and so you approach seeing something out of scope with questions not you know Coming down someone's throat—it's out of scope. But like, hey, why is this? Is there any behavior that needs to change to get this back in scope? And you can do that if you're focusing your energies on looking at the metrics and then taking the time to ask those questions in the afternoon when you're out of your deep work yeah, space.
1: But and it's—I think it's pretty important to. The, the having these numbers like at our at an ownership level you have to have kind of broad numbers you have to kind of look for trends and stuff like that but um at the supervisor level when something comes out of scope you need to have supervisors that can identify when their agents their employees aren't getting everything done on time and they can jump in and make sure that everything's back in scope and then At the next level, the role of of us is to identify that those things that we're doing or that the agents are doing on a daily basis, that the supervisors are making sure are being done on time are actually turning into the bigger numbers that we wanna have on our books. Mm -hmm. And that's where the thinking and the management kinda has to be applied so you can affect change. Yeah, uh, they those people are gonna keep doing exactly what we're asking them to do, and we need to be able to identify whether or not those activities are- are Leading. Are getting, or steering the company in the direction that we want it to go.
0: And I think a lot of times, and I made the same mistake, is we think being busy equals importance. Or like our ego can be like, oh, I'm so busy, my calendar is so busy. I grew out of that a long time ago. I know, well, almost. you're 10 years older than me. <laughs> But um, but really having that time that's just blocked for deep thinking really is a, a different level of leadership. You're like I'm just gonna think and act on what I find out through digging through the status. That's
1: the part of the day that feels so much more productive. Like if you actually leave that time aside to uh, to tick things off of your box. It feels like you got something done already in the day, whereas if you have it in, just you know uh, interrupted with all these different things, emotions that are just bombarding you during the day and
0: calls, you know, problems, calls. yeah, fire you drills, you really
1: feel like you got anything
0: your done. Yes. So, so anyway, we're blocking our days. We're being more strategic with our time. So we're strategic with our problems. We're strategic with our time. And then the third thing is how do we implement the strategy at a lower, you know, at people that report to us. So um, I had an issue cause I was teaching my middle managers how to do one-on-one meetings. And so I held this like training session, showed them the format. Told them, And they looked at me, and this is the importance of always having camera on in any culture, because they're saying, yes, yes, we're ready to do the one-on-ones. We're going to implement it in the way that the format that you're talking about. The face was like, from everyone, super resigned. I'm like, what's the deal? Like, this is going to help you. Well, it turned out they're like, I'm busy, and you're going to add another Mm -hmm. meeting to my plate and so I realized I got off the call and I, I mean, it happened more organically where I got off the call and I'm like, I don't think that went the way I wanted it to. And we did a follow up call. And that's where I addressed the problem. I said, I think you think I'm just adding something to your plate. But the purpose of the one on one is to actually take things off your plates like you won't be so busy. If you're spending the time developing your people and making sure that they have they understand the values of the company, they understand what they can do to support moving forward so they're not bombarding you with all these questions and problems. So the one-on-ones are really designed to coach people up so that you as the manager of them have less to do and condense the time that you're coaching coaching them to a dedicated time so that they learn the leadership skills to really elevate, and if they elevate, then we can all elevate. So that was that's the last part. So I think because we've elevated our supervisor level, and they're able to solve a lot more problems, uh, then it frees up more time so that you and I can block our mornings to just focus on the metrics. And then we got rid of the drama. Because we'll be able to go on vacation. know what? <laughs>
1: Yay. someday
0: we'll have a summer where we don't work the whole time so but anyway I just wanted to talk about these different strategic initiatives that we've done together and maybe you were doing some before me or whatever or vice versa in some areas um, to level up our leadership abilities level up the way we focus on our time and you know move our companies forward in case it's helpful to someone else.
1: And it will be, I will say, it's the emotional part, I never appreciated, but um, boy, especially this last year, you get, getting involved in that and making that better, making that a priority has helped. Is eight.
0: your life better?
1: My life's better. <laughs> My life's better because of it. No, the company's better. Everybody's better because of it. Everybody, mm-hmm. I think.
0: So just to recap, the questions are, you, you're always going to have problems. What problems do you want? How do you uh, format your day, your week, uh, your month so that you're spending your most productive hours in deep thought instead of meetings? And then how do you level up your team so that they're doing a lot of the management work so that their time is more effectively used, your time is more effectively used? And you
1: can scale it.
0: And everybody at the business is growing uh, their business acumen and abilities. So, those were the three things that really moved our business forward. And if you can implement those, I think you'll see some changes as well.